Hi there. We're excited that you're joining us. You're listening to the podcast ministry of Fellowship Bible Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. This is the podcast feed of our Sunday morning Bible teaching. We meet at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Come join us. Good morning. I'm coming up this way. My wife's bringing me the little foam piece that goes on the... I'm about to unplug everything. Uh, My wife's bringing me the uh, little foam piece that goes on the end of my microphone. So bear with me for a second while you hear all this wind. What about 45 years? Isn't that awesome? Yeah, praise God. Man, I'm overwhelmed about how faithful he's been to this place uh, through all those years. And it's just amazing. You know, um, you've got a you got a connection card with you. We're going to follow along on those three points this morning. And if you don't, would you do me a favor and just raise your hand if you don't have a connection card? And uh, guys will come by you and they'll give you one of those because uh, you'll need it here in a little bit. All right. Looks great. You know, folks, I'm just grateful you're here. And if you're here for the first time or one of the first times, you've come on a really awesome day. Uh, what a beautiful day to be together. And uh, we're just grateful to God that uh, He has been so faithful. You know, there's another 45th anniversary uh, that is referred to in the Bible. And it's the, uh, hang on one second. Lauren, my office is open. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it for Lauren right there. <laughs> All right. I can say for sure, if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. You know, she's amazing. Uh, there's another 45th anniversary that's listed in the Bible. I, I had forgotten about the 45th anniversary in the scriptures until I saw it uh, recently, and that's with uh, the person of Caleb. Now, we named our son after Caleb because we had an aspiration that he would be a man just like Caleb in the Bible. I want to tell you a story about Caleb today. And it's found in Joshua chapter 14. Joshua chapter 14. So if you've got your device or your old school Bible, open it up to Joshua 14. It's the sixth book in the Old Testament near the front. Alex, I'm going to let you put it on. Thank you. I'm sorry, you guys. All right. Alex, thank you. So Joshua chapter 14, verses 6 through 15. Joshua 14, 6 through 15. Let me read it to you. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, in Kadesh Barnea concerning you and me. It was, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And then Caleb picks it back up again from the Lord's words and says, And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke the word to Moses, 
while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now, give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. Then Joshua blessed him and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. Therefore Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day because he wholly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Now the, se- the name of Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim, and the land had rest from war. Did you see where the 45th anniversary was in that passage? Caleb's 85, and in verse 10 of Joshua 14, he says, Behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said, these 45 years. And then you heard the rest of the story. He goes in and takes the land, and that land of Kiriath Arba was the Anakim's land, and these were big, tall, strong people who were foreboding. They were intimidating. They beat all their enemies. And he said, give me the land. God promised it, and I'll go in with his strength. Now, the, the, the background you may know, and that's in the book of Numbers. It's a couple books to the left of where we are. If you want to turn there, it's in Numbers chapter 13 and 14. Numbers 13 and 14. You may remember the story, and if you don't, let me tell you real quickly about it. There were 12 spies that the nation Israel sent into this new land, the promised land, called Canaan. Joshua, or excuse me, Moses at the time was the leader of the people. He sends 12 spies in, one from each of the tribes. They go in out and to spy out the land, and 10 of the 12 came back and said, Man, is that an incredible land. Unbelievable. And oh no, we'll never be able to take it because there's giants in the land. But Joshua and Caleb stood up and they said, God has given us this land. Listen to what it says in Numbers 13, verse 30. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Let's go at once. Listen to what he says in Numbers chapter 14, verses 6 through 10. Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes after their brother, brethren rebelled against God's direction. And they tore their clothes as a sign of sorrow and grief that their people would not go in and take the land. And they tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. I love that. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Then all the congregation said to stone Joshua and Caleb with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. 
you pick up on the three items that you see in your connection card in these stories? Caleb, along with Joshua, stood out among his peers, among his brethren, among all the people, and he was blessed of God, by God, because he did three things. He followed God fully. He was courageous in doing his part to advance God's plan, and he trusted God's provisions and promises. Fully followed God, courageously did his part to advance God's plan, and trusted God's provisions and promises. Let me quickly take you through how we know that these things are true, and you know our drill around here. It's not going to be opinion. It's going to be what the Scripture says about it. Listen to what it says in Joshua 14, verse 8. Caleb is speaking, and he says, My brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Listen to what he says in the very next verse in Joshua 14, 9. Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land which your foot is trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Caleb knew it. Moses saw it and he knew it. God God knew it. And then finally in Joshua 14 verses 14 and 15, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb because he wholly followed the Lord. Now how do we know that uh, he courageously did his part to advance God's plan? Listen to what it says in chapter 14 of Joshua, in verse 12, it's just packed, isn't it? In verse 12, it says, so now give me this hill country, says Caleb. I love it. He's 85 years old. He says he's as strong as he was when he was 40. Who would like to say that, right? That's awesome. God kept him alive. God gave him strength. He was ready. He was prepared. And it says, give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me. I love it. And I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. Listen to what he says over in chapter 15, verses 13 through 15. According to the commandment of the Lord to Joshua, he gave to Caleb the son of Jephunneh a portion of the people of Judah, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. Arba was the father of Anak, and Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, of Anak, Shishai, and Abinam, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak. And he went up from there against the inhabitants of Deber. He's not stopping, he's going, isn't he? And the Lord has given him the courage to advance the Lord's plan. And then finally, he trusted God's promises and provisions. He trusted God's promises and provisions. Listen to Joshua 14:6. The people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb said to Joshua, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. It's like all two old war, grizzled war veterans, isn't it? And he goes up to his best friend, and he says... You remember, man, you know what God said to us. You know it. God provided, God promised. Look what it says in verse 10 of Joshua 14. Behold, the Lord has kept me alive 45 years. I'm 85 now. I'm going. And then all those rich stories in Numbers 13 and 14. He trusted God's provisions and promises. You see, it wasn't his issue. It was God's issue. 
God provides, God promises, he just needed to get in line with it, and he did. So what's the big deal about the Old Testament story? If you're picking on me, you're saying, hey, preacher, Old Testament story, we're the church, past the New Testament here. What's going on? Does it have any relevance for us today? Well, listen to what Romans 15 verse 4 says. For whatever was written in the former days, that is, Numbers and Joshua, was written for our instruction, that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. And listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. Now these things happened to Israel. As a matter of fact, the verses right before this talk about the fact that Israel rebelled in the very story we're talking about, and they wandered the wilderness for 40 years, and everybody in that generation except for Joshua and Caleb died, just as God said. God's consistent. He doesn't miss a beat. And he made it happen. And yet, this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 11, and 12, after the reminder there. They, these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. That's why it matters to us. That's why these old, Old Testament stories matter to us today. So before we consider, just in closing, how these stories really matter, let me remind you of what Scripture says about the church. Are you ready, church, to hear what the Scripture says about Jesus Christ's church? It says in Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus himself says this. He's speaking to Peter. I tell you, Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 10 and 11. According to the grace of God given to me, writes the Apostle Paul, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. Let, no, let each one take care how he builds on it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Acts 4, 11 and 12 says, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you. But the, the builders, which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The cornerstone, the foundation, Jesus is building his church. And he gives us one more beautiful image in Scripture. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, he talks about giving apostles, prophets, evangelists and shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry and it picks up near the end of that section it says speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in every way into Jesus who is the head even Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love did you catch it Jesus builds his church Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the head. 100%. Never in doubt. Never to be confused. It's Jesus that's these things. And he uses us as bricks in his building. And he uses us as parts in his body to advance his mission to save all who will trust in him for salvation. So let me give you just an invitation right now. We're going to leave this place in a little while. We're going to have a great time after this service. We're going to have time to eat and fellowship together. And then we're going to leave, aren't we? 
We're going to go to our places. We're going to go to our workplaces. We're going to go to our education places. We're going to go to our homes, our neighborhoods, our blocks, our clubs. And as we go, we take the message with us. The church isn't bound by this, although it's beautiful. These sticks and bricks are nice, but that's not the church. The church is those body parts and bricks that are the spiritual members, the the people in Christ. And then it's also our privilege to proclaim the gospel on a day like today. Today, today, A day like today. And so I want to do that unapologetically. In John chapter 6, Jesus says this in verses 35 through 40. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. You know, we are in that baptism pool. God chose ten people to come to him, and that he will never cast them out. He will never cast you out if you're in Jesus Christ. If the Father draws you, he says, come. And I have come down from heaven, says Jesus, not to do my will, but of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. It says, whoever looks on Jesus. Do you want to know why I'm talking about Jesus so much today? Because I want you to look on Jesus, because the Scripture says, whoever looks on Jesus, he will raise up at the last day. He will give eternal life to anyone who calls on the name of Jesus to be saved. And I want to encourage you today, if you have never trusted Jesus alone, not in your works, not in your heritage, not in your affiliations, but in the finished, completed work of Jesus who died on the cross to pay the penalty for sin and who rose again, showing that we could have life eternal in Him because He conquered death. Will you come to Jesus today? I want to beckon you to come. Come to Jesus today. So church, now that we've tied it together, that Old Testament and that New Testament together, we figured out that we're body parts and we're bricks and the church is Jesus Christ's church. And he's seen fit to bless this particular local church for 45 years. The same three issues that confronted Caleb all those centuries ago confront us today. Will we fully follow God? In the years to come, will we fully follow him? Second, will we courageously do our part, both individually and corporately, in Jesus Christ's church? And finally, will we trust God's provisions and promises? Now, I'm going to tell you there's a sobering reality to all this. There is a sobering reality to all this. And though the church universal is unstoppable, there's no question about that. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know what we also see in Revelation 2 or 3, 2 and 3? That there are particular local churches that can lose it. And they will not go on forever when they depart from trusting God fully and follow him full, following Him fully. If we're not willing to follow God, He can use other people, other local churches to do it. If we won't as individuals and corporately as a congregation courageously do our part, 
to God's giftings and directions, He can use other people in other local churches to do it. And if when push comes to shove, we really don't trust God, that He has a plan and that God has to provide what is needed to accomplish His plan, He can use other people and other churches to get it done. But I want to challenge FBC. That's not, we're not other churches. We're this particular local church. And I want to challenge Fellowship Bible Church today as we mark 45 years. Just like Caleb, against all odds, he stood firm and kept pressing forward in God's way with God's strength. And the same can be true of Fellowship Bible Church today and for the years to come. That is, if God returned, delays his return and we got a lot more years, he could be coming back soon. So Fellowship Bible Church, as we look out in the future, are we ready and willing to fully follow God? Are we ready to do that? And are we ready to courageously do our part in Jesus Christ's church? And are we ready to trust God's provision and promises? I want to ask my my friend Bob or whoever's going to bring me my connection card to come on up. We're going to grab those connection cards now and I'm going to complete mine with you. Um, And are you guys going to run around with baskets and stuff? Okay. They're going to run around. We're making you run, Bob. Okay. So let's take a minute together and complete these connection cards. Um, Will we trust, will you pray with me to follow God fully, to courageously do my part in Jesus Christ's church, and to trust God's provisions and promises? Let's take a second together. I want to just close with this. I don't know how you filled yours out, but I want you to know me personally, I am ready and willing on all three of these fronts. And committing to these things is simply an act of obedience to do what God has called us to do. And you know, it's not ever in your own strength. He gives you the will to do it. He gives you the strength and direction to do it. And it's him who is going to cause the growth of this church. He does it. It's, scripture says it clearly. He sends people out. They go into their places. They bear witness. They make disciples. God grows his church. And gates of hell will not prevail against it. How do I know all this is true? Because I know that Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 is true. And I'm going to close my time here with that prayer. Let's pray. For this reason... I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you again for listening. At Fellowship Bible Church, we're a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus please visit us at fbctulsa.org to learn more.